Chapter 4a of Bible Defense of Slavery by Josiah Priest. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In the labor of this section of the work, we shall endeavor to show that the Negro race was known as such from the remotest ages, and very near to the time of Noah. If we make this out, it will operate against the opinion which many entertain, namely, that climate has produced the black man. Although we have shown in the argument of the second section of these pages, from the force of the Hebrew language, in giving the names of Noah's sons, especially Japheth and Ham, and thus made out the existence of the first black man, yet there may be many who will not be satisfied with this mode of investigation. On this account, we deem it necessary to examine the matter in another light, which is to show that there was such a race, and such a people, as Negroes, especially known as such, too near the time of Noah, to admit of the operation of climate to that effect. But if we allow that the climate did actually so operate upon the primitive people, it will amount to a great wonder why it did not operate on all alike in the same place and country. And thus there would have been in the world, during the age nearest to Noah, and in his own time about the ark, nothing but a negro population, himself, his wife, Japheth, and his son's wife among their number. King David, in the 105th Psalm, says that Egypt was the land of Ham. This was said more than 1,000 years B.C. David was not ignorant that Metzarim, the son of Ham, settled Egypt, nor was he ignorant of their color or character, as he knew that Ham was called Ham because he was black, the Hebrew being his vernacular language. In First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 40, there is an account of a people called the people of Ham, who were then living in Canaan, at a place called Gedor. To this place, a warlike company of one of the tribes of the Jews went and cut the people off, because, as the text reads, they found in that place fat pastures and good, and the land was wide and quiet and peaceable, for they of Ham had dwelt there of old. From this peculiar phraseology, for they of Ham having dwelt there of old, we see at once that the meaning is, they had dwelt there from the beginning, or that they were the primitive inhabitants, as indeed was the fact, Canaan, their father, having first of all, after the flood, settled Canaan. As far back in time as the patriarch Abraham, we are able to show that the Hamites dwelt in Canaan. See the 23rd chapter of Genesis, where there is a circumstantial account of Abraham buying a burying place, on the occasion of the death of Sarah, his wife, from the children of Het. But who were the children of Het? We answer, they were the descendants of Canaan, one of the sons of Ham. 
to prove this see first chronicles chapter one verse thirteen where it is said that canaan begat zidon his firstborn and het it was of this man's children that abraham bought the burying place this was eighteen hundred seventy two years b c and but four hundred and seventy six years after the flood het therefore was the great-grandson of noah being the son of canaan who was the son of ham and ham was the son of noah making this het noah's great-grandson but there were other tribes and families the offspring of canaan who dwelt in that country in the time of abraham as the jebusite amorite gergahite hivite the archite and the levite as the zidonians tyrinians and many others of the race of ham this is the reason why it is said as we have quoted above from first chronicles chapter four verse forty that they of ham dwelt in that country of old that is in the days or time of abraham and of necessity from a more ancient date as abraham found this people inhabiting the country at the time he came there first of all from ur of chaldea beyond the river euphrates in the east which of necessity makes them after the flood the first or primitive race of canaan but if the people of that age so near the time of the flood were all of the same complexion as abolitionists suppose the climate not yet having had time to make the great changes since made how was it or by what means did they know in those ages that they of ham had dwelt there of old surely this would have been impossible unless they were in some way strongly marked and distinguished from the other two races of noah so that they were readily known wherever they were seen and that distinction must have been their black complexion as we are not authorized to suppose any other nor this either the names of the four sons of ham according to the first book of chronicles chapter one and the jewish antiquities by josephus chapter six page twenty one were phut metzarim cush and canaan four in number canaan it appears from these authorities settled in the southern parts of asia along the persian gulf and the eastern parts of the northern side of the mediterranean as well as all the back country or mountainous regions of old phoenicia afterwards called palestine comprehending the country of jerusalem and quite down to the isthmus of suez a strip of country situate between the ends of the red sea and the mediterranean which divides asia minor from africa this was a mighty region of country over which the descendants of canaan spread themselves more or less immediately after the dispersion from the great tower there can be no doubt however but there may have been among them many individuals of the other houses of the hamathian race as there was no great reason why there might not have been such instances 
seeing they were all one people but yet the bulk of the first settlers of those regions were of the family of canaan cush and his father ham with the mighty nimrod after the confusion of their languages at the tower of babel travelled doubtless by water down the euphrates to the persian gulf as it is now called the first name being unknown and from thence by water coasted along the arabian sea which is a branch or bay of the indian ocean and onward till they came to the strait of babel mandel a narrow place of water where the red sea unites with the ocean the southern side of which strait is africa and is near the region of the head of the nile where cush and his fellows settled and laid the foundation of the ethiopian empire which continued in some sense to be known on the page of history even to the time of christ when all traces of them as a people in the form of a kingdom or government was lost foot or put as it is spelled in the scriptures also went to africa but as his region of colonization was even west of egypt in the interior of africa they must have gone the whole distance by land across the isthmus of suez and laid the foundation of the libyan empire Metzarim, it seems took the same course with his clan or family passing over the isthmus and settled on the slimy flats of the nile where that river unites with the mediterranean following up the river on both sides filling in the process of a few years the vast vale of that mighty river for hundreds of miles with their multitudes commencing in this way the famous egyptian empire thus the sons of ham settled themselves after their famous attempt to build the tower which they intended under the administration of the ferocious nimrod as the nucleus of a kingdom of idolatry and for another purpose of which we shall speak in the proper place but how long it was before these brothers with their respective tribes clans or houses found the countries we have spoken of and settled there and how much they suffered from fatigue hunger wild beasts and the various incidents of which an enterprise and journeyings through untrodden wilds and unnavigated waters after they left the plains of the euphrates and the tower who can tell but that they did settle these countries and were the first of mankind to do so after the flood is true and authentic next and in order to ascertain whether these people were black we shall follow Metzarim, who settled egypt along the nile and canaan who settled old phoenicia or the holy land since so called should we be successful in establishing the fact from circumstances in history and the holy scriptures that they were negroes or black men then we shall certainly make good our first position namely that ham was created a negro man and that all his posterity are and have been from necessity of the same character 
as we have heard of no miracle which has rescued them from that complexion though it was a miracle which made them so at first herodotus was a famous grecian historian who by the learned is denominated the father of history this celebrated author was born nearly five hundred years b c and travelled much in africa for the purpose of obtaining a knowledge of the nations manners and customs of that part of the world this man says expressly that the egyptians with several nations contiguous in the interior of africa were black having curled or woolly hair see his works chapter fifty seven page eighty eight on the authority of this statement of herodotus volney a celebrated french writer remarks that the people of those countries egypt libya and ethiopia were real negroes of the same species with all the nations of africa is not this statement of the grecian traveller to the point proving that the people of egypt and africa nearly five hundred years b c were negroes with black skin and woolly heads and if thus at that period how is it to be shown that they were not always so this statement of herodotus which respects the people or descendants of ham is corroborated by a narrative recorded in josephus's antiquities of the jews chapter eleven page sixty eight which relates to the descendants of canaan who were dwelling in that country in the time of moses this account of josephus goes to establish the same point namely that the race of ham was always black when moses says josephus fled from egypt on account of his having in defence of a hebrew one of his own nation killed an egyptian and had come into the country of midian having fled across the isthmus of suez and a part of the desert of arabia in order to avoid the highways for fear of the pursuers sent out after him by the orders of pharaoh found a well of water and having drank of the same retired a little way from it and sat down beneath a shade to rest now while resting there came in sight a company of young women seven in number all the daughters of one man jethro or ruel by name these young women were shepherdesses and had the care of their father's herds who was a great man even a priest of the neighborhood where he lived now when these girls had come from the way of the wilderness near the foot of mount horeb and had arrived at the well drawn the water and were about to refresh their flocks there came also from another direction a number of men called troglodytes who also had the care of flocks these men it appears were so barbarous and unfeeling as to take away by force the water which the young women had drawn compelling them to labor in vain but moses from his resting-place had seen the behavior of these men and heard the outcry of the girls hastened to the spot and being a man of great muscular power and majesty of countenance 
rebuked the savages and drove them away as they were overawed and frightened when the young women advanced and watered their charge now the daughters of jethro were so delighted with the beauty and gallant bearing of the stranger that when they had taken their flock to the fold they related to their father the whole affair in such terms of rapture that indeed the kind-hearted priest immediately to send out runners in the direction of the well although it was then verging toward the twilight of the evening in search of the man in this hospitable undertaking they soon succeeded bringing in moses to the tents of jethro the shepherd priest here the young women renewed their admiration of their hero while their kind father made him welcome to his dwelling for the night but such were the elegance and manners of moses and his wisdom of conversation that the good-hearted host soon invited the stranger to make his house his home as long as it might please him moses finding the place afforded him all the security he desired to screen him from the pursuit of his enemies entered into a contract with this priest of midian and became a shepherd instead of the heir apparent to the throne of egypt by virtue of being patronized by the daughter of pharaoh from his birth it does not appear that jethro had any sons all his children being daughters from among whom moses in a short time took a wife dwelling there with his father-in-law many years concerning this jethro or ruel as josephus calls him the midianite to whose family moses became allied in marriage abul farafus an arabian writer quoted by adam clark in his commentary on the character of this very man in the book of exodus says that the girl safuri or as it is written in the scripture zipporah was the black daughter of ruel or jethro which is all one as he had several names if she was a black woman then were her sisters also black as well as her father and mother who were real negroes the descendants of ham or abul farahus would not have said that she was a black woman but if this is not satisfactory we are able to prove she was a black person by a higher authority and will if we do so powerfully corroborate the statement and veracity of farahus the arabian historian whom clark has honored by a reference to his work on this subject see the book of numbers chapter twelve verse one where the circumstance of moses having married the daughter of jethro is spoken of as follows and miriam and aaron spoke against moses because of the ethiopian woman whom he had married for he had married an ethiopian woman now as the word ethiopian or ethiop is a hebrew word signifying that which is black as well as the word ham we learn at once that miriam and aaron the brother and sister of moses found fault with him for marrying a black woman one of the cursed race or 
as Dr. Clark has written it on this very subject, that woman, the Cushite, who, it appears, was recognized by Aaron and Miriam as a descendant of the family of Cush, one of the sons of Ham, the first negro of the human race. Moses was well acquainted with the country to which the family of Cush removed after the confusion of the tower, and speaks of it in Genesis chapter 2 verse 13 and following. And the name of the third river is Gihon. The same is it that encompasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. Now why did Moses call that country Ethiopia, through which the river Gihon flowed? It was because a black race of inhabitants first of all peopled it. For the word Ethiopia, in the Hebrew of Moses, as well as the words of Ham, Cush, etc., signified black, the country having no name prior to its settlement by the family of Cush, the son of Ham, and, of consequence, the name which distinguished the first settlers would become the name of their country. But notwithstanding Moses has called the country Ethiopia, yet it was also called in the earliest times Kushan, and the people Kushians, after Cush, its first king and settler, both of which words signify that which is black. Ethiopia, as a country, is a world of green foliage and flowers, furnishing no grounds for the word Ethiopia to become its name on which account it remains that the first inhabitants must have occasioned its name by their own peculiar nationality of color. End of section 4a